everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is January 2nd, 2023. First show of the year. Wow, Dave. What what a night. Understatement, right? I mean, gosh, dang. Two hours ago, getting ready to come down here. It's, uh, let me tell you what time it is as we record this, 745 on Monday night. We haven't been here in basically a week, right? Because we yeah. were going to be here uh, last Wednesday, didn't get a chance to come down. I was lucky enough to go to the Ducks game with Pete. And then we got into the holiday. And so a lot to cover and watching USC blow it today. Watch- I, you know, I missed it. I, I still have, I was out coaching baseball. I missed it. Terrible. Just terrible. Watching the Raiders, right? Yeah. Just everything that's happened the last couple of days. And But you know what I was doing today, Dave? I was hanging out with my sons. Cool. I, I've been hanging out with my boys. Uh, I'd had COVID for 10 days. And they had COVID. You didn't have COVID. No, they had. Okay. Yeah, they had COVID. So I got I got Jack on Friday. I got Cade on Saturday. And again, it's one of those things we talk a lot about on this show, which is it's it's family and it's that ability to hang out. And it's why I mean, look, Jake's loss would have been huge no matter what. But knowing Dave's relationship with Jake, what we've talked about with Jake and uh, how I got to know Jake, like it's it's with us every day. Dave's relationship with Josh is unbelievable. I didn't know my dad till I was 16. I really yep. didn't know my dad till, and I, I think a lot of that was on him. A lot of that's on my mom. And so I think Dave, you, me, Mike, a lot of our friends, every opportunity to hang with your kids, yeah. you do it. And yep. you also do a lot of that through sports. And you had that ability with Josh at a different level at Alabama, but you had it with Jake yeah. in baseball. You had it with Jake in football. I've had it with Jack and Cade from baseball to hockey to basketball to now Cade's running track. Jack's playing football at Helix. And it's one of those things, I think you and I are the same, in that we go out, we cheer for the player, we cheer for his teammates. Of course. So tonight, I mean, this is a great NFL game. The oh, Bills yeah. and Bengals. It's the only matchup of the week where it was two teams with winning records facing each other. Unbelievable. And and look, the other match, the other thing that happened is Monday Night Football has become a big thing because yeah. you got Buck and Aikman. Exactly right. And those guys make it a big game. And you know what, Dave? I wasn't watching because over the weekend, yeah. we got a PS5. <laughs> and, and my boys were playing Madden yeah. and laughing and talking. And all of a sudden... All three of us, phones started going crazy. Something happened. And, uh, you know, how many people tonight goofing off playing fantasy football? Uh, Joe Burrow, right? right. Yeah, or right. Pe- yeah, people even just, you're right, eating dinner in, yeah. in, in West Coast time. Yeah. Probably not paying attention. And uh, and then you find out the news about DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. And there's so much to this story. But the part, Dave, that I can't shake is the fact that his mother was there. His mother was at the game tonight. A road game. Yes, there. That feeling that so many of us have had as parents, again, whether it's their first t-ball game and they don't know which direction to run. My son Jack would never pay attention to the game because he'd be busy squatting and cleaning second base, right? (laughs) To to hockey games, to being there in Alabama when Josh is on that sideline. And DeMar Hamlin's mother Tonight, having that opportunity to be there and watching her son on the field. And then as that play unfolded and everything that's unfolded in the two hours since, 
Man, Dave, I I know there's a lot that the NFL did wrong tonight, but I feel like that's, I don't know. To me, I'm thinking about her. Um, Obviously, like you are and so many uh, around the world are thinking about DeMar Hamlin, but man, oh man, so So, scary tonight. Absolutely. So by the time people hear this show, obviously you're going to have more answers to what's going on. We'll just go with what Jeff and I are hearing. As as of right now, as we do the show, the game was canceled about an hour ago. He's in critical condition in a hospital. So... Did you see the play? I Well, I've I, seen it. On Twitter, you probably saw the play. Yeah, I mean, the thing was, we had ESPN on. Yeah. So kids start playing PS5. They're playing yeah. Madden because tomorrow I go back yeah. to work. They, they go back to school in a couple of days. But then you were able to rewind it. Yeah. And, and the way you saw T. Higgins make contact in the chest – and then the way DeMar Hamlin stood up and then just fell back. And to me, watching the replay, kind of knowing afterwards what had happened, man, it, I mean, it felt like the training staff was almost immediately knew that there was right away, major distress. Wrong. Yeah, and it felt like, and, and again, I don't want to speculate about what they did or yeah. didn't do, but it seemed like they were treating this almost immediately as a severe situation. It reminded me of Hank Gathers. Yeah. Okay. Hank Gathers, March 4th, 1990. And when yeah. Hank Gathers dunked the basketball and he takes two or three steps up the court, boom, collapses. It looked almost like the same damn thing. It uh. just is like the, everything went off. And, um, you know, the cameras obviously pulled away. There were a couple things that were interesting. I'm not blaming the NFL for anything because the, the right thing was they didn't continue the game. Yeah, but Dave, it, it took them up. almost an hour to come to that point. Yeah, and, I got and, it. And, but the most important thing is they never put the guys back on the field. They you know were what? ready to yeah. after five minutes. Well, because that's what the rule book says. They didn't know the severity. Remember, you're watching from New York. You're just getting information. You don't have anything. Here, they, do you know who pl- this guy is? Do you know who Warren Sharp is? Works for Fox? I don't. Warren Sharp wrote this tonight. He said, we couldn't see anything. We didn't know the aftermath of what happened as the players surrounded DeMar. But the NFL was informed. They knew he wasn't breathing. Knew he had to get CPR. Knew he was shocked with AED, and they suggested a five-minute pause to warm up before resuming the game. Because that's what the rule book says. That's what the rule book says, so guys don't fake injuries. God, who is but there that's, that, that's the grown-up yeah, in the I room, got it, though. but there was nobody Nobody for a second warmed up. Not one no, guy on the no. Bills, I not one you. guy on the Bengals. It, it, yeah, so, to sit you. there and get all over somebody, when you, no one said, hey, you guys better fucking get your asses on the field. It never happened. Yeah. The guys but, ended up leaving. Here's what I want to give credit to, okay? Mm-hmm is the players on both sides. Not the fact right. that they both felt the pain. The fact that they built that wall so cameras couldn't get in. Oh, yeah, right. The fact that the 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 players, and I don't know, it could have been that they stripped him down, but the players built a wall around him. So, no, this is a private matter. This is this kid's life. This is a serious situation. And they were literally applying CPR and oxygen to, the, to that kid to bring his life back. So he's 24 years old. And I call guys anyone younger than oh, me yeah. a kid. So I'm not disrespecting him when I say kid, if anyone gets hurt by that. Here's the the deal, though. It all came back immediately, as you heard everyone else say, and you agree as someone who has kids and cares about, you know, today's youth. The game didn't matter at that point. It, no. was, it was life or death, literally. And the guy right, was, right now, as we said, we do the show, it's a critical condition. I hope as you guys hear this show, he's still in the hospital. It, you know, yeah. well, he's not out of the woods. And so it was very, very scary. And, and everything that happened, look, it cost more than $100 million to tear one of these games. More than a hundred million dollars to an era game, so yeah, there, there's when they talk about can we do everything we can to get the game back on? No, they, they aren't going to get it on. And number one, they aren't going to replay that. They aren't going to fix this game to play it again. Yeah, you don't have time left in the season. No, 
Next week, the playoff, people are getting ready for the playoffs. It literally will cost the Bills a chance for the number one seed, which is a bye week. But at the same time, this was the right thing, not playing this game, not trying to get a game in. And overall, the, the only thing we should be talking about is DeMar Hamlin yeah. and how this does not happen again, right? Ugh. The big thing is this happened to this kid. How does this not happen again to another player in the NFL? That, that's a question for people a lot smarter than us. But I, I watched tonight. I, again, I don't know. I mean, I, I know what you're saying on the players. I think in fairness to ESPN, I don't feel like they were running to jump in there and get the shot. But, but yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think they, they built it. But, man, Dave, I, and, and to your point, I, I don't know, $100 million? It's a lot of money. It's like a hundred. It's no joke. It comes out to almost like $170 million for every Monday night game. Really? Are yeah. you sure on that? Yeah. That seems like a it, lot it, of money. It, it, it look, I think it's look, more like $4 million. <laughs> Look, where did you get that fucking number? Well, you they put more than four million for Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Dude, look at the rights. Look at the rights of what they pay. It, oh, money, I, okay. No, I thought you were talking about production. No, yeah, I'm no. saying I'm saying when you're paying for no, not product, production. I'm talking the rights that you pay, and by the time you break oh, it down, I see what you're saying. they say it's more than a hundred million dollars game. Jeff Bezos is playing, paying crazy money for Thursdays, but. That's, that's not the thing. It's, of course, it comes down to a business, and you want to see the NFL continue. Look, Josh, thank goodness, never had a serious football injury. Jake, right. Jake had a few of them. And I always used to look at Jake's helmet when we were done with the practice. And, look, I understand it's high school compared to what the NFL is. But as a dad, I would look at his helmet, and the front of his helmet was always missing so much paint. And I used to always yeah. say, man, you're using too much of your head. And, and then when his last game was his senior year and Jake's dream was to play as an offensive lineman in college, he walked off the field and he gave me the cut sign. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. He goes, he goes, I've taken too many blows to the head. My one regret with Jake passing, honestly, I wish I would have donated Jake's brain to mm. see about CT. That, that, yeah. that's a huge regret by me is that I am very curious because he told his mom and I, at one point the lights went out and never came back on. Mm. He said, everything changed on a hit to the head. But for Josh, he never took hits to the head. Josh got drilled a lot. He didn't know I'd take a hit for shit. He was the worst I've ever seen as far as taking just flush hits. But for Jake, it was always head injuries, head injuries over and over again to the point where he said, I can't play this game anymore. Yeah, they Rich Eisen tonight. Man, I tell you what, Westwood won. No offense to the other guys that have done that job studio-wise, but Westwood won this year has put Rich Eisen in as the – as the studio host for yeah. Monday Night Football. I had no idea. And most of the time, it's like, hey, here's our pregame interview with you know, John Johnny Bananas, and then they throw it at halftime. He plays high. But Rich Eisen's yeah. a pro. Man, Dave, he was so good tonight. I mean, I, I thought he was so good because I was bringing my kids home and trying to get out here. And he was just really, really good. And he told this story that he was interviewing Howie Long. At the Hall of Fame. And and the next day, Howie's kids were playing, Kyle and Chris were yeah. playing in a game. And he said, meaning Eisen, that he mentioned to Howie Long, man, this has got to be incredibly exciting for you and your family. And Howie Long said, not really. Because every play, and we've heard this analogy so many times, whether you take it to heart or not, it's up to you. But they always say it's like a car crash. Yeah. And... The, you and I, years ago, and I, I know the NFL has changed this for whatever reason, but in the, I mean, way before we started covering it, but when we started covering the NFL, 
in the mid-90s for about the last five or ten minutes. You could stand right on the sideline. Like next to the players. Yes. Yeah. And so we would go down there, and you were supposed to be down there for the last two minutes of each game. Oh, it's knocked down with about at least eight minutes to That's go. That's why I was just going to say the same thing. We would get down there and just try to stay out of the way. The yeah. biggest thing was just kind of try to stay out of the way, and you'd kind of maybe start from, like, the corner of the end zone. Yeah. And then you're slowly up at the 5 to 10, and, and with about four minutes to go, you're at about the 25-yard line. <laughs> maybe and, the 40. Right. And we've said this story. A lot of you may have been at that game when Dion was there and made an interception. I remember it was the 75th anniversary season. Yeah, you're right. And he came right down the near sideline, and it's the loudest, craziest thing I've ever heard is he ran by me. It sounded like a race car. And you go, wow. But the one thing we probably don't talk enough about is just the sound, the impact. And yeah. I get it. You got pads, you got helmets. You could say whatever. Man, oh, man. Dave, you would stand on that sideline, and then you'd take a step back. And then maybe you'd take a couple more, and then you try to sneak up and, and get close again. It really is unbelievable. It looks like guys trying to tackle each other on the 805. It's just... It is so fast. And look, anyone... So fast is the is the it, real key to that. It, it, is, it is... I can't even explain to you how fast it is. I don't care if you sit front row at Charger games. You have no idea until you're standing on the sideline. And anyone who's ever worked a high school game, like the chain gang guys... Yeah. And you go, man, it's aggressive and it's fast. Imagine what it's like at the NFL level. Uh, it is. Um, there's not one point of view that makes you think, man, I wish I was out there. And I turned to you. I remember back in the 90s. I, yeah, I don't know if you remember this. I was th- thinking about it today. I said to you, and I was thinking of Junior Seo because yeah. Junior was so fast and so strong. I said, dude, it's a matter of time before someone dies in one of these games. Uh, and, and you go in. It is just unbelievable. As you mentioned, the car accidents. What happens in the last two minutes of a game when a team is driving and it's hurry-up offense. Yeah. How fast does your body have a chance to recover right. after a massive hit, and all of a sudden, 10 seconds later, you're doing it again? Right. And you said, how do they avoid it happening again? I don't I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, again, that it's not the focus tonight. The focus tonight is DeMar Hamlin. And, and again, it's, it's 7, almost 8 o'clock. On uh, the night it happened, just a couple of hours ago. So by the time you hear this, updates will have come in. And and like Dave said, man, you, you hope you just hope, right? He's but, still in the hospital recovering. Oh my goodness, uh, just devastating tonight. Yeah. And like and like you said, it's been it's been a weekend of football, right? You, you've watched we so love much. It. We, I mean, we, and when yeah. I say we, us as sports fans, love it. Yeah, and, and all the talk that oh they're going to lose their audience because of these concussions and the movies that are made and and the players that commit suicide because of it, dude, ratings have never been higher. We will love the sport. We absolutely love it. It's everything's decided basically in the last minute of the game, and oh, and almost every game is unbelievably exciting. And as much as you and I love baseball, man, it's hard to beat the NFL. Yeah, the the excitement that you see, the quality of play. But holy cow, man, that, that thing, that was jarring. Yeah. And to be, like I said, to be watching it with my sons, one of whom plays high school football, knowing that DeMar Hamlin's mother was there and what an amazing experience it had to have been to go and, like you said, a road game and, and watch your son play and then to go through what that family's going through tonight, Dave, it's, it's I mean, I'm, unfortunately under different circumstances 
and we hope DeMar Hamlin has a full recovery, but I just, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, the, the thoughts have to be just strictly with the Hamlins. You know, the other one, too, and I, I heard um, Rich Eisen say this, and it was something I probably wouldn't have thought of, but it it's a really good point. Thoughts with T. Higgins tonight, too. Yeah, of course. Who, and, and the Bills and the Bengals, right? I mean, there's so many people, but just, uh, yeah. Terrible, terrible situation. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't think of T. Higgins. So it's kind of interesting you, you brought this up. You were, during the holidays, because your kids were sick, during yeah. Christmas Day, your boys weren't available so because they had COVID. So you went to Erica's grave. Yeah. You, you spent Christmas I, there. Uh-huh. So a, a cousin of mine, and a lot of people have seen these stories, and he's a distant cousin of mine. He's not a first cousin. But it's, it's Brad Gaines. is a family cousin. Okay. Now, do you know who Brad Gaines is? Name sounds familiar. Yeah, you'll know, you'll know it when I finish the story. Brad Gaines was the running back at Vanderbilt. Okay. Who um, Mullins, the the defensive back for Ole oh, Miss, yeah. hit him, broke his neck. Chucky Mullins? Chucky Mullins and got sick and then didn't come out of it and died. Yeah. And it affected him so much that, number one, he stopped playing football. His brother was Greg Gaines. He used to work right, for the Chargers. Right. Okay, yeah, sure. And he, every Christmas, every birthday... Every yeah. anniversary of, of the, when the accident happened, he goes, drives all the way from Tennessee to Mississippi, and he cleaves, cleans the tombstone, and yeah. and he's there, and he it has affected him, like you just said, T. Higgins. He, yeah. His life has never been the same because of it. Yeah, it uh, it's one of those things. Look, I mean, one thing we've talked about, kind of changing gears a little bit, and we'll, I don't know, like I said, by the time the show hits, any updates would have already been heard by most of you listening. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Dave, I said it last week when my, when my uh, kids went down with COVID and so many people were incredibly nice to reach out. And, uh, but the, the motto that I've had with my boys since probably about the time that their mom and I separated on the way to the divorce, Incredibly difficult time for our family, as you can imagine. But the one thing that we said to each other as a group between me, Jack, and Kate is, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how emotional it gets, and there were really, really bad days, there were really, really dark days, I said, the one thing to keep in mind is there are a million people instantly that would change places with us today. It may yep. not feel like it, but there would be. And so, yeah, it was just one of those situations um, on Christmas Day, oh, how are you, everything? I said, we're good. Jack and Kate are good. Their mom's fine. Saw them all tonight. And uh, they appreciate everybody reaching out. But, uh, yeah, I just went up and visited her. And it's one of those things where, where you do it. And, I, man, for, for gains to go through that, ugh, uh, terrible. I'm, I'm sorry for that because... Yeah, I mean, she was an insanely close friend of mine that made a decision, and and she's no longer here. And I wish she was. Think about her every day, but um, yeah, terrible man, terrible. All right, let's move on. Uh, yeah, I know it sounds crazy. So let's move on, but we're going to transition. All right, so here it is. We're we're in the new year. It's January second. We haven't done a show since uh, since after Christmas, correct? Right. <laughs> okay, so. What, 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 how do you celebrate New Year's? What, with the kids coming back and what changed for you in the last week? What have you been up to? Yeah. I mean, the coolest thing, uh, last night. So, you know, my son's sick, 
quarantine. By the way, shout out to our friends uh, that are fighting it right now. I don't know if they necessarily want their names made public, but we got a couple of friends uh, that are traveling uh, that it impacted them today. So when they hear this, we're thinking about you. Uh, The fact that it hit them when they're not home, like it hit my kids, uh, makes me a little concerned for them. But hopefully they uh, they're all snap back out of it really quick. But it was just a countdown, man. It's just a countdown, and and uh, we're waiting, testing everything. And and uh, I got Jack Friday. Cade still was testing, still kind of everybody doing that home test, right? He was still kind of showing positive. So I went and got Jack on Friday. And I'm just telling you, Dave, it's one of those things for me. It's it's my favorite thing I want to do. Is just hang out with those guys all day. And so it was pretty funny. We went and um, we just went and got dinner. Yeah. And I actually, it feels kind of funny to tell people this, but I had to run to Target. And I run to Target, get a couple of things around the house, right? Because he's coming over. So you're just picking up things that you need. And I was walking through the electronics. And it's literally like five to 10. Hey, everybody, Target's going to be closing. So <laughs> hurry up, get out of here. Fuck. Been here since fucking eight o'clock. What do you ask? Where you been all fucking day? Get your shit and get out. You get out. So it's like, it's that part of the night. Yeah. And I, we're in Encinitas and I'm in the electronics. Just kind of looking at. What are you looking at? I was right by the PlayStation. Okay, I don't know if you're looking at TVs or what no, you're looking at. No, no, no. And I, I wasn't in the market okay. for anything. And a girl in Encinitas, coolest girl at Target, named Anna. Anna's walking through, and I nonchalantly say, what's up with these PS5s? Are they ever back in stock? And she goes, yeah. She goes, we're getting three more tomorrow. And I go, Really? And I go, what if I wanted to just buy one tonight? She goes, they're on the app. She goes, just go on the app. They're there all the time. People just have kind of thrown in the towel and and don't look anymore. She goes, yeah, check this out. So she pulls out her phone, scans the barcode, and she goes, I think the the digital one, I go, I don't want that. I need What's the, the difference? I have no idea. The digital one, you can download the games, but if you have PS4 games... They won't play on the digital one. So you either, you have to get the one that plays the actual disc. So she goes, all right, the disc is sold out. But if you get the one that's a bundle with some random game, she goes, yeah, there's 10 in Mira Mesa. There's five in Point Loma. I go, what? She goes, yeah, they're in stock right now. So uh, I download the Target app. I would tell all of you, it's, it's, you got to kind of scroll down. But if you scroll down on the Target app, and it's the one with, like, uh, like God of War. Again, yeah. I don't know any of these games, so my apologies if I'm getting it wrong. It's like when you got ahead of Tariq, and the minute you get combat, came yes, with the game. same thing. <laughs> but it's I don't the, know, I remember that stupid shit. Right. Dave, we play Madden. Yeah. We play NHL. And, uh, and, you know, Kate's been sick, and Jack's been sick, and they lost half a you know, Christmas break, and it's just kind of been a drag. And I go on and I buy it and I get the email. I was like, holy shit. So Jack's walking by. What's up? I was like, I just bought a PS5. He's like, what? And it's really fun. He's like, shut up. 
I'm like, no, I'm serious. I just bought one. So I text Cade. He's fired up. You know, that was pretty cool. And so, yeah, we went and got it Saturday, set it up. Cool. Playing Madden. Just, you is know. there a big difference? Um, well, what's funny is, like, what was cool is we have baseball. All the games I have are sports games. Yeah. So we have, and I'm terrible at every one of them, but it's still fun to yeah. play. So we have baseball, hockey, um, you know, and we bought Madden for PS5. Dave, it's so fun. It's just fun. And so we set that up. And then yesterday, uh, I said, look, man, I got to go back to work on Tuesday. You guys want to head to LA for the day? Cool. They, they go, yeah, let's go. So it was kind of a rainy day. We got out, but we went downtown, drove around downtown. Then we went to the Grove, had uh, dinner at Farmer's Market. Love it. Danny Trejo's tacos were insanely good. <laughs> went through Hollywood, went through Beverly Hills, see all the lights and everything. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. And they're like, yeah, this is great. And so now the funniest thing happens to me. Yeah. We're coming home. Dave, you made this trip a thousand different times. But you know what I'm talking about. What happens about five miles uh, as you're coming south, but it's about five miles north of Oceanside. It's the decision you have to make, which is do we hit the rest stop? Yeah. Or do we try to gun it? Yeah. And, dude, it was, everybody knows it's cold. It's rainy last night, right? Yep. I said to Jack, I go, we're hitting this thing. Jack goes, yeah, we're hitting this thing. We got to go, man. So I go, Kate, you cool? You make it all the way down to PB? He goes, yeah, I'm fine. So he sits in the car. Yeah. So Jack and I cut out. First two are closed. And dude, it's a windstorm last night. It's crazy. We're in shorts. Like, God damn, what the hell's going on? So Jack and I, <laughs> and I have so much, you know, broken ankles, screws in my left knee. Yeah. That dude, when it gets cold, wet, and rainy, the left leg just locks up. My son couldn't give less of a shit. He's just like he's goddamn Usain Bolt. He's 80 yards ahead of me. <laughs> I ankle everything, right? So um, I'm just trash talking him. And we go and we're walking out. And there's this kid with a dog. Yeah. And you're a dog guy. Yes. I'm a dog guy. Jack's a dog guy. This dog has this huge winter coat on. Looks like a little cocker spaniel. Yeah. And he's got this huge winter coat on. And I'm, I'm immediately like, this is the coolest dog ever. And before I can even play with the dog, guy goes, Jeff. And I go, hey. <laughs> and, uh, and the guy goes, uh, dude, I'm a, I'm a listener. I listen all the time. And I just wanted to say thank you to Julio. Cool. And Julio's son's name is Noah. Okay. And they had the dog. And Jack's like, what? <laughs> and, uh, and, and Julio was great. His dog's so cool. And uh, I said, ah, oh, Noah, it's great to meet you. Thank you. And uh, he goes, yeah, Noah listens all the time. But, and I hope I'm pronouncing that the right way. And he said, but man, there's a lot of bad language. I go, yeah, it's because of Dave. Oh, shit. Again, <laughs> prime example. But Julio, why you made my night is because I had an 80-yard walk back to my car. Yeah. 
as I explain to Jack why it's important for me to be a man of the people. <laughs> and he's like, see that bus driving? I'm kind of thinking about jumping in front of it right now. He's had no, I go, you know, Jack, a lot of people run for moments like that. Dave and I don't. <laughs> now, am I an icon? Hey, that's your word. He goes, it's not. You said it. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> but I don't know what they think. I can't, but I know you think the same thing. It's so incredibly nice. It and is. It's always some random place. It is. And I posted it on social media, but no goddamn way I was going to post that it was at the San Clemente I just put San Clemente. I didn't yeah. put the rest area. But seriously, for those guys, you made my night. It was yes. so nice of you to say it. And you know what happens because yeah, you feel the same thing. I, I do. I like when it When any too. kid, you find out any kid listens or any yeah. female, don't you immediately just cringe? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? When people say they listen to the show, I Really? I everybody? Go, uh, every single person. I listen to the show and then I just get this horrible panic. I yeah. hate it. But when you tell me that you listen and that you like the show, then yeah. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, no one ever tells us, by the way, to our face, you guys fucking suck. No one ever will say that to you. But it's, it, it is. I, it, here's the deal. You've been in San Diego a little bit longer than me, obviously. Yeah. What year did you come in? 81? 81. All right. I, I came here in 89. And um, I mean, this is home. I mean, yeah. the, here's the deal. Let's be honest. The people in San Diego have treated me great. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they honestly have. And that's why... I don't hate the pods when you no. guys say that. There's some crazy things that happen with the fan base, but I did. I don't, I don't hate the teams. Like if, if you and I all of a sudden we decided, no, fuck it, we're moving to LA, it would be different, you know. And even if we did a show, did the same show in LA, it still At wouldn't 710 be before Brian Long fucked it up. Yeah, for us. <laughs> it still wouldn't be the same as how people treat us here. People right. treat us really well here, right? And so it, it's extremely nice. There was a, a time where Jake didn't like when people would approach me. Yeah. But that's, that's it's it's one of those things. Look, we do this show. We're right now. It's it's Monday night. And we, we talked about a terrible story to start the year. Look, five years ago yesterday, Jeff and I got terrible news. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it was. Times too. Yeah, there's a reason why I didn't feel like doing the show, you know, yeah. January. And I texted you yesterday just to make sure that you knew we were not doing a show. I didn't Because oh, yeah. we hadn't talked about it. No, I was in Hollywood. Yeah, thank God. Because I did not want to do a show last yeah. night, you know? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and, and hey, Dave, this is great. Five years ago today, <laughs> what were you doing? Because I found out I was getting divorced. Yeah, well, that's weird. I found out my dad shot himself in the oh, head. Oh, wow. We'll open it up for phone calls. Yeah. That's almost like, I don't know I was about literally you. in Amoeba Records on Hollywood Boulevard. I was like, we're not doing a fucking show today. I think it took me three minutes after telling Josh that his grandfather passed to go, well, your grandfather ruined New Year's for the rest of your life. And, and then you're like New Year's Day. It's you're in the same boat as me, where it's, it was like it was horrible news on the first day of the year. Like pick any other day. What yeah, the fuck? You know what's really funny, and I I get that. I don't I don't have that because she and I have such a great relationship now. And yeah. she sent me the nicest message because nice. she got a sweatshirt, um, one of those sweatshirts that I think we were talking about the other day that was like three weeks late in getting there. But it's basically, it just says, it's cold. And then it's like a quote. And she's and underneath it says, me, 24-7. And it showed up on Friday. And, like, I mean, her kids had COVID. She had COVID. Her parents were her parents. There are a lot of challenges, right? You, she's trying to make a big dinner for everybody. It doesn't really work out. And uh, she just sent me the nicest thing. Saying, hey, thanks for what you did. Like, Christmas was great. 
Cool. And that's cool. So, yeah, it's funny. I don't, because she and I, our relationship's so nice right now. Yeah, I mean, it's sad, but you're, you're January. I don't think about it anymore on January oh, 1st, because I'll be over there, I'll be over tomorrow night for good. movie night. That's so, good. Yeah. Are you guys going to the movies or are you going to see a movie at home? We're going to watch uh, the Knives Out movie, the Daniel Craig thing on that all those guys are on, on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, watch that. Um, but yeah, we didn't do that. I, I got a question for you. Yeah. And I, I'm trying not to be rude. <laughs> then you're about to be rude. Uh, very much so. Okay. But I, I tried to cover it, but no. So you may have heard that Two friends that we had talked about bringing back in here. Yeah, uh, Erica and Padre Fangirl went to the Charger game yesterday. Yeah, I followed the whole thing all day long. Did they watch a minute of the fucking game or did they just take <laughs> pictures of themselves? Okay, we get it. You're at the game. Hey, here we are walking in. Hey, here we are on the escalator. I don't like the fact that Laura went in with a bad attitude. From the fact she, from the time she had to wake up, from the time she regretted saying she would go. To walking in, it's, it's in a, a Bills cheap, jersey. To, I told her, do you take chopsticks out back? What are you doing? Jesus, it's a cheap version of Space Mountain. All those fucking bullshit remarks. Kind of disappointing the way she approached that game. I tell you what, the poor guy with those two. My God, that kid's a hero. And the bullshit that they continue to throw at our friend Devin. Yes, I don't know. And Erica's like, I can't believe I'm single. Really. <laughs> <laughs> fuck hey take one more selfie and here's the pass completed here we are up top i like the selfies i like the fact they document everything you're the one that just said last week take more video the video they didn't take any video <laughs> you're the one say take but, advantage of it you're gonna miss these that, moments boy that i've not met that young man that poor guy Riding with those two. And that smile was getting a little forced by about two minutes into the second quarter. I'm like, stand tall, brother. Smiling with a tear, just running down I'm his like, face. we got you. We got you. Stand tall. <laughs> I got that guy is a fucking hero. They probably made him take He's just like, I'm going to the Charger Ram game. Bullshit. Hang on. Take a picture. I don't like my hair in that one. <laughs> I get that he's Baker Mayfield. He also drove. He did. God. I know it's rude to re-gift shit, but I swear to God, Dave, I think I have like a Amazon gift card in my wallet. We should just mail it to that guy. <laughs> yeah, mail let's it. mail him a, let's get him a $50 Bevmo gift card. I just was like, I said, I just looked. I was like, who's taking these? This That's poor hilarious. guy. This poor guy. I want to. I saw his name today. I want to mention him by name because. And I tell you what, while you're looking right now, I'm gonna tell you the most tired thing with Charger games. Okay. Okay. It 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 wears me out. Look, if you don't want to follow the team up in LA, don't. Tyler, 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 you're a legend, buddy. My apologies. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't know you. I was like this son of a gun. God, Dave. Go ahead, Tyler. What, are you even looking at the lighting? I can just imagine those two running that poor kid through the ringer. You should remake every picture that was taken and then Tyler in the background with the same beginning sound that they use in uh, Saving Private Ryan. Right at the beginning of the movie. Just oh. this, 
Same, same thing. Saving Private Tyler? That's it. Saving Private Tyler. So I mean, fun. Dev, uh, my man Devin, up there saving lives. <laughs> God, they're on that kid. Nonstop. He's I, one of my favorite guys to follow I on Twitter. I love him. He's up there saving lives. And I told the one, you can't even wrap a goddamn two-by-two two box. I said, I'd give Devin the key to the city. Fucking kid's a hero. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> thing that guy wrote the other day yeah. on Twitter. Who, Devin? Devin. He wrote on Twitter that I'm in a bar and yeah. a lady says, you aren't from around here, are you? Well, let's see. I'm wearing a Carhartt jacket. I haven't shaved in three weeks. I haven't showered in two days. I'm drinking Coors Light and work boots. I look exactly like every fucker here. <laughs> he got so upset. Like, what are you talking about? God dang. As soon as I walked in here, I definitely look like one of you guys. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, that, okay. That's the... That's a benefit for those two. Now, they were fun on the show, so I can't say it's the only good thing they did. Limited. <laughs> Introducing us to Devin, but God damn. Did any of you, you know, am I the only one who acknowledged the pain? You got, what's her name in the backseat, snoring and drooling in your car? It was her idea to go. Of course. <laughs> you have a towel for her? Put her in a hamster cage with the water thing. <laughs> God, poor son of a gun. Oh my gosh. I'm just I'm just telling you, people notice things, you know? And listen, I ask, I ask you all the time, check in on a friend. Yeah. Dave and I can't do it for Tyler, but if, if you guys are t- just check in on him. Say, hey, you okay, buddy? Blink twice if you need help. Oh, he definitely. Those eyes look like uh Goddamn sticks when they play wipeout. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We got the message. All right, here's my complaint about Charger fans. Look, if you don't want to follow the team, got it. Stop taking pictures at halftime or when the game's almost over where it looks like there's nobody there. Dude, I, I saw so many videos. It. Who's doing that? People all over the place. Ah, there's no one here. Bullshit. I talked to Sean Walter first thing this morning. He was there. Hey, happy birthday, Sean Walter. I was going to bring it up. It's Sean's birthday today. So how about Sean being a big-time Charger fan, and Sean was born on the day of the Kellen Winslow game? Yeah, I love that. How cool God, is that? That's crazy. Yep. Also, Fernando Tatis Jr.'s birthday today, 24. How many people would guess, though, that it was 50 years ago today, the Winslow game? No, it wasn't 50 years ago. It was 41 years ago. Uh, you sure? Yeah. <laughs> well, I know old Sean is. Okay. <laughs> so All right, that's morning. right. It was, okay, he was born that day, 41. That's it. 41 years ago today was okay. the Kellen Winslow game. Hey, if you're saying it. I'm telling you. By the way, I looked it up just to, just so you, aren't, you don't have to look it up yourself. ESPN pays $2.7 billion for 16 games for Monday Night Football. So, Dave, your guy, really good with numbers. Yeah. Not so good with the board. Yeah, that's a lot of cash. It's $169 million a game, if I'm that's right. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I, I Listen, I think I'd be. Perfectly justified in saying you were full of shit when you threw that number out earlier. <laughs> I did throw a crazy number out, and I was right there. I was one million off. Yeah. Not too bad. How many people at ESPN who got let go of the last two years are pissed off they paid $2.7 billion for the for the rights for I, Monday Night Football? I, honestly, I, I know so little about any of that. It's so easy to just pop off. I, I don't know anything about it. I mean, I, I got to say, when it was... Joe Tessitore. It was terrible. Yeah. Even Sean McDonough. Jason Witten. 
Yeah, I mean, boy, it it had really been bad. Yeah. And so whoever it was that said, first thing they did was get Aikman. And then, I know people, you know, Joe's the low-hanging fruit. But but Buck and Aikman, I mean, Al, unfortunately, Al has dropped so bad. Yeah. Man. Al's Al almost Michael. 80 years old. Dave, I'm sorry, Al man. hates doing it. You can he tell does. Al hates doing it. He does. That's what sucks, right? I mean, that's what sucks. Because Al was the man. And and I know he's doing an NBC playoff game. And, and I don't know. I can't speak to the chemistry between him and Herb Street. I like Herb Street. I do, too. But, God, that was a drag this yeah. year. The the Al Michaels on Amazon, just mad, yelling about the Rams PA yeah. guy. Like, everything. Like, that shit. Yeah, he's better. He, he kind of, I hate to say it, he kind of is turning into Dick Enberg at the end. Yeah. A little bitter. Yeah. So, having, having Buck and Aikman, because even bad games that those guys ran into a few of this year, and I thought it would happen with Amazon with Al. Those guys get you through it. Yeah. Al struggled to do that this year. So... Um, Monday Night Football, I don't know. I mean, for ESPN, I kind of felt like those games became relevant again. I agree with you. It's been a long, long time since Monday Monday Night Football has been important. You like, you're a travel guy. Jeff always used to ask guys all the time about their travel schedules. So Kirk Herbstreit, I'll just go through his schedule the last few days. Okay. He was in Nashville for the Titans-Cowboy game on Thursday night. It was the last Amazon game. Okay. Yeah. So he's in Nashville, and he has a home. He lives splits time between Nashville and Cincinnati. He has a kid that plays football in Cincinnati. So um, he goes from there to Saturday. He does that three three hour show in the morning, six in the oh, morning, yeah. for uh, ESPN. Then he calls. Then he calls the Ohio State uh, Georgia game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then he has to go do another game day show, three hour show, college football show. Then he has to go to the Rose Bowl today. And he yeah. does Penn State, Utah. I mean, dude, he's all over the place. I didn't know Kirk Herbstreit has his own booth at the Rose Bowl. It literally says the Kirk Herbstreit booth. Really? Yeah. And he always says that's his favorite place to go. Because as a kid, he grew up as an Ohio State fan. And it was a big deal for, obviously, the Big Ten to go to the yeah. Rose Bowl. And so he says it's a dream come true. Now, look, I understand he gets six months off after this is over. Yeah, after the like National Kevin Championship Harlan, game. Right, yeah. doing Sunday football, Monday football, exactly. Tuesday NBA. You're like, dude, it's crazy. How do you do it? Yeah, and so he's he's kind of in a, in that uh, strange uh, situation, you know, right there. So um, what? Uh, can you read the screen? What does it say? Yeah, T. Higgins' mother was there okay. as well. And he, he walked out with his arm around his mother. Uh a hey, photo you, shown that. And that's absolutely right. Now you and um, and uh, I'm drawing a blank. The guy from uh, NFL Network uh, called it. You, Rich, Rich Eisen. Eisen. Rich Eisen. Yeah. You know, exactly. You know, For Demar Hamlin. The on the other side. Um, anyway, I, so the, the guy tell you, the last week, okay? Um, I, I love the last week of the year. Somebody wrote this and couldn't be more right. The last week of the year, because most people aren't working, mm-hmm. you forget what day it is, oh, yeah, what day completely. of the fucking week it is. Dude, it's so I've great to feel like off. you're floating, right? Yeah. Between Christmas and New Year's Eve, you just feel like you're floating. So it's um, it, it's pretty cool. So did a couple things. I did a podcast with three guys that I've been wanting to do this with for oh, a long yeah, time. Nice. And it was Marcelo Meyer, who's ranked like I think right now is the number four or five prospect yeah. in all of baseball from the Boston Red Sox. Casey Schmidt, who's supposed to be a starting third baseman for the Giants at some point this season, and Julian Escobedo, who's with the Cleveland Guardians, and I had them all right here. They all played in the same little league. I coached in that league forever. It was cool to talk to them about being a minor league baseball player. 
had a great time doing it to the point where I've had a bunch of kids reach out to me since who are minor league players and hey, I'd like to do one of these shows. So nice. I'm gonna try and knock out a couple more of them. Josh did one um, about two weeks ago. We didn't talk about it on the show, but it was Dylan Baxter. And Dylan yeah. Baxter was for you guys who follow high school football here in San Diego was supposed to be the next Reggie Bush. Okay, the guy scored like nine touchdowns a game when he was at Mission Bay High School and. He talks about everything, going to USC and his drug problem and how he got addicted to Oxy, and it's it's pretty good. If you get a chance to find out what happened to Dylan Baxter and how things didn't work out and how Pete Carroll gave him a tryout with the Seahawks and the Chargers gave him a tryout, and his life just hasn't gone the way of Reggie Bush or obviously a Heisman Trophy or a national championship, everything that he thought was in his grip, uh, in his grip but he couldn't get it. Um, it, was, it was a very good show. So anyway, we had a good time with that. Um Never saw the movie Avatar. It came out like in 2009. So we're like, what do we do to pass time? We was like going to the movies during the holidays. Saw Avatar, the first one Saturday night. Paid the four bucks or whatever on Amazon. Watched it. Not top three movie of all time, in my opinion. Like so many people love Avatar. It was good. Wasn't the greatest movie I've ever seen. And then saw the second one on Sunday. Look, here's the deal. James Cameron and his god dang fascination with water. I don't yeah. know what the fuck him and Titanic and Avatar and so much fucking water and dude, three hour movies are ridiculous. It's a three Come hour on. fucking movie, three hours and nine minutes to go see Avatar too long, dude. What the fuck are we doing here? Way too long. I can't believe you went to Avatar, dude. Can you believe that shit? Yeah, yeah, I can actually. Yeah. And watch, it's gonna win all these goddamn awards. I was gonna go see Babylon and then I read some horrible reviews on it, and that's another three hour movie. Have you, did you see Babylon yet? No, you said. I know. I sat out. I'm not going. I'm waiting for you to go. Tell me if it's worth my time. Do I go or not go? Hang on. I'm getting. Uh, I got this, Dave. I don't know about the movie, but I, I just. Look, I mean, with everything going on tonight, right? We're just trying to kind of lighten the mood a little bit. But I do think this has to be read. Go ahead. This is from David Schuster. Now, I'm going to tell you who David Schuster is because he is. Uh, a journalist uh, with 81,000 followers. Okay. Okay. So, credible. I'm sorry to David Schuster. Respectfully, I'm not familiar with your work. But if you've done enough work where you have 81,000 followers, to me, that makes you credible. David Schuster wrote tonight, Dave, based on a variety of reports, the NFL did not make the decision to just suspend the Bengals-Bills game. Rather, players, captains, and coaches from both teams who had witnessed Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, getting CPR for eight minutes, said they would not continue the game. Yeah. Good uh, for the players. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and they were saying that during the game that when's the Players Association going to jump in? You know, you have a right to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, it's unbelievable. So I apologize uh, our thanks to Fangirl, oops, who sent me that. Is that right? Yeah. How does she know we were talking about it? Oh, she hears it. <laughs> she bugged this place. God, what the hell? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Like oh. Coriel thought yeah. Al Davis yeah. said everything bugged? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. That's the funniest thing. No, I didn't. I didn't see anything. I was trying to think. There was something... I wanted to see. We watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's a long movie. It is. But we started watching that again over the weekend. Your kids like it? Oh, yeah. Okay. But the funny thing is, uh, Cade said to me, he goes, well, that's pretty violent at the end. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. It's really good. 
Yeah, it's pretty wild, right? Yeah. It's pretty good. But um, no, uh, did you, what'd you do New Year's Eve? What were you doing at, at midnight? Uh, New Year- I got the funniest. New Year's Eve, I was at uh, our, our friend Shannon and Sean's house. Okay, so what happens is you get, like, are you guys, is anything on the TV? Well, no, we were running. No, we were, we were obviously were watching Ohio State and Georgia before. That. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, weekend of college football exactly. is great, right? Um, we go home, and and we've talked about her on this show a lot. Our former intern, Katie Mosier, yeah. means a lot to this show. And uh, she's been through a lot, been through a lot of challenges, but bouncing back, fighting the good fight day by day. I'm insanely proud of her. Yes. And I find out over the weekend something I didn't know about our friend, The Rocket. Okay. What I didn't know about The Rocket is she, like me, is a huge fan of 80s and 90s R&B sensations, New Edition. Yeah. So she posts a thing, social media, right? She's like, hey, it's just kind of one of those days. And she said, I'm listening to Ralph Tresvant. And I go, now, how many people are listening to, no offense to Ralph Ralph Tresvant, but if you were like, I'm listening to Belle Biv DeVoe, I'm listening to Bobby Brown, Johnny Gill, then Ralph probably pulls in. But for The Rocket, she goes to uh, Tresvant. So I text her, and I go, hey, I saw your thing. I said, you know they're coming to the arena, right? She goes, what? I go, April 6th. It's new edition, Keith Sweat, Teddy Riley. She goes, let's go. I said, I'm getting I don't t- know Teddy Riley. Who's Teddy Riley? Teddy Riley was in, uh, fuck, was he in Jodeci? He's just one of those guys. He was mostly a, a producer, okay. but he's an R&B guy, incredibly talented. And I'm like, this is right up my alley. There's no way Jack and Kate will go. And I'm like, Dave, it, it, this is right up my alley, right? <laughs> I'm like. Jack and Kate's stepmom is going to be at that concert. And now, <laughs> and now the rocket is riding shotgun. She goes, I'm in. Now, listen, she said, these songs mean a lot to me. So I could be dancing, crying, singing along. Well, we've, we've heard her sing. Yeah, it's magic. It's not. It is not. But she's in the door. I'm with her. And then if anybody asks... She's my niece. She like that. She could pass as my niece. So I tell her, hey, new edition is on this Ryan Seacrest thing tonight. So I turn it on. I get home at like 11.55. I missed him. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> now all of a sudden it's like 12.15 and Seacrest says, hey, everybody, Duran Duran was there. The guy who did all their Botox was there. And then he goes, new edition, come on up. And I go, oh, boy. Dave, they were all in the bright blue ski suits. Okay. And they had those hats like Francis McDermott wore in Fargo with the fur ear flaps. Yes. Hey, what the hell happened here? <laughs> what in the hell happened here? And then I go watch, and they're, Bobby Brown's like, how old is he now? 60? And he's singing, ah, he's mid-50s? Yeah, I'm hoping mid-50s. God dang it, it's just 60. 
And he's singing uh, My Prerogative. I go watch the that, video. That's my favorite one. Yes. My Prerogative's great. Yep. But he's singing They Say I'm Nasty, and yes. he's hip grinding. Oh, shit. Like, Bobby. Come on, player. Let's rein this in a little bit. What are you doing? You're in a goddamn ski suit. Bobby's going to be 54 on February 5th. <sighs> Fucking love Bobby Brown. So, did you ever see Bobby Brown in concert? Never did. I would have gone. Dude, what a show. Yep. What a show. I saw him. Okay, who, was it Rob Bass who sang, uh, I was saying this, who sings Joy, Pain, Sunshine, Rain? I thought that was Rob Bass. It is, right? Yep. I saw Rob Bass, Karen White, and Bobby Brown at the arena. Like all the R and B shows, we saw that new edition. You ever see the Jets? The Jets are from Minnesota. The Jets. I never saw the Jets. Thank God. What a kick the idea. I would tell. I would have told you, but they're from. Uh, they're Minneapolis. Really? Kids. They would show up at Saquon. Somewhere. Who else is? Um, but yeah, Katie Mosier and I. Good. Going to see New Edition. I like it. What's the What's the date? April sixth. April. 6th. <laughs> Can't wait. Keith Sweat? I've seen Keith Sweat. I like Keith Sweat. You think it's going to sell out? Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. I told Katie, (laughs) I go, I'm going to be crying. Not by any of the songs, right? Can you stand the rain? Candy girl. I'm not going to cry about any of that. I'm just going to see. Mr. Telephone Man? Mr. Telephone Man's a fucking great song. The thing about the R&B shows that I shouldn't even give this secret away, but I will because I'm generous. Um. You go, and it's like a battle of low-cut dresses. Yeah. And I'm somebody that just believes that if you've made the effort to look amazing, you need to be told, God damn, you look amazing. And I'll tell you what I'm doing, Dave. I'm bringing some of that Banaka blast. <laughs> shit, shit, shit. Do they sell Banaka? I don't know. I hope so. I'm going to bring a throat lozenge because I'm going to make sure everybody that walks by, I can't, you know. Yeah. Can't be during key sweat. You look amazing. Rocket's like, what? Shush. Out of you. Bite that, Mosier. Oh, oh, yeah. That's right my wheelhouse. That is funny as shit. Because you know everybody there, right? You're not going to have any boring girls from Encinitas there. Did you ever have a friend that showed up at school with Banaka? I don't think so. It's probably yeah. me. <laughs> Dude, I was I probably that guy. Someone's like stole Banaka and I'm like... It hit your back here. I thought it burned like a son of a bitch. I went to, uh, I was in Toronto. Yeah. And you're just, you're shaking hands with people. You're meeting people all day long, right? Yeah. I swear, Dave, that's my biggest fear. So when I go into those shows, it's not Banaka anymore. I'll tell you who makes one. Okay. I go in there. I got to look, see if they sell Banaka like on Amazon, dude. I'm buying some. No, I'll tell you. I've got two. It's so funny to me. I've got two it. things. So when I go in. Yeah, it sells. <laughs> Left pocket, I've got two packs of the Listerine strips. You know those things? Yeah, the ones you just put on your tongue? Yeah. But I'm always, I always go for two. But you know who makes it? (laughs) Now. I used to be a wintergreen lifesaver guy. Yeah. But now, in that same left pocket, it's wintergreen breath savers because you got that icy blue center. It's dynamite. And a few of you... Just saying, probably a few of you that if I talk to your coworkers, you could use it. Banaka, you can get three of them on Amazon for 19 bucks. 19? Bullshit. You go to Target. You know what I found? Scope. And I bought two scope sprays. 
And I think they were like a buck ninety nine each. That was in the right pocket because I'm a. Do you chew gum? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I mean we like. I got that Those same ice breakers. Thing. Yeah, but the problem is if you're at a trade show, you can't be chewing gum. Hey, what's yeah. up? People are like, yeah, what? Are you, come on, what are you doing here? <laughs> Blowing bubbles. Yeah, what are you doing here? So you gotta you gotta mix and match. Yeah. So I go the Listerine strips again. This is dynamite. Wintergreen. Yeah. Breast. And now, I need your opinion on this. I take this very seriously. Okay. The scope spray. Yeah. Now what happens if somebody comes up to you, Dave, and says, "Hey, yeah, piece of gum. I don't like that. <laughs> I feel like I have everything allocated." Yeah. It's going to last me for the weekend. And now I give you one. That means you're going to circle back in about two and a half hours after you've been eating your tuna melt. And I got to hook you up again. And now my allocation's all fucked up. I don't like it. So I just go, nah. And then I throw in a piece of gum right there just to let you know you're not gum. You're not that you good a friend. What do, you <laughs> what do you travel through the airport? Do you yeah. have to just empty your pockets like you're emptying Batman's utility no, belt? fuck no, because everything goes backpack. Oh, my God. And I'm a TSA pre-check, because I'm a, <laughs> as I told you, as our friends yeah. that we met in, in San Clemente would, um, would say, yeah, I'm just kind of a man of the people. I think that's an icon. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> all right, hey, want to mention Brian Curry, all right? Look, you see that transition right there? I'll tell you right now, yeah. last show for all you fuckers that complain. Look, I was on a tight schedule. We were trying to knock oh. the goddamn show out before the Charger game started. Don't let me forget. We got to wrap up with the boxing stuff because okay. people have texted us about that. So You we'll got go. it. So, uh, again, Brian Curry. Don't forget about Brian Curry here in 2023. If you're looking to make the big move, this is the move right now where you're thinking about selling your home and possibly going somewhere else, or you're looking to just relocate somewhere else in San Diego County. Nobody knows San Diego County better than Brian Curry. Most importantly, let's get the most for that home. Brian is your guy. 619 619- Two five one one five eight eight six one nine two five one one five eight eight. Yeah, right now, Dave. Pretty amazing. As we were driving through Beverly Hills yesterday, and I'm like, "How much do you think this house costs?" Right? And as my son pointed out, "Don't really need to worry about it. We probably can't afford it." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, we probably can't afford it." But there are houses you can find. Thankfully, we don't live in LA. We live in San Diego. And there are beautiful houses throughout from uh, wherever you want to go. Exactly. Uh, I said it. We were in IB the other night. Went yep. down to Luigi's. Got pizza down there. So damn good. Uh, we were there. We come out to East Lake. We're up all around. No matter where you want to go, the guy who can help you find it is uh, Brian Curry. So we wish BC a happy new year for he and his family. Back at it tomorrow. Give him a call and tell him we sent you. Absolutely. Don't forget about that brand new pool. Look, in 2023, you're going to wish you had it. The weather's great all the time. I know as we do the show right now, it's a little bit rainy, but that's rare. San Diego, the weather's great most of the time. You're going to wish you had that pool in the backyard. What are you waiting for? You hear us talking about it all the time. You think about it when we bring it up. And Jeff throws out there and says the Jane Fonda pool or whatever oh. else. Taylor made pools. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Four four five two. Ask about available financing. Alan Taylor is standing by. Yeah, I'll tell you what. It's rare most of the time because there's so many icons on the list. But we lost a hero around here. Dave, one of your icons we lost on Friday, the great Barbara Walters. That's right. And I swear to God, every time I watch that clip of John Stossel, it hurts. When a bus goes by, it hurts. 
I look at Barbara's face and she's like, I would just give anything to be with Dave, <laughs> Jeff. We mentioned earlier, let's, there's a lot of guys that would qualify, but you know what? I kind of feel like we're doing this show for two friends tonight. One new, one a little bit longer. She's got a look on her face. I'd go hang out with Tyler right now. I won't make him take selfies all night. He can watch the game. Devin, I won't accuse you of not being a local. You hang with me, baby. That's what Barbara Walters would say. So, for the first 23 people, oh, Amy's like, what did you say? I said 23. First 23 people. We're going old school. I know she was in her 90s. Goddamn, she was hot. Hot as a blowtorch. It's a Barbara Walters pool. We may sell out. I loved her. Didn't you think Barbara Walters was cool? Pretty amazing career. Absolutely. Pretty amazing career. Do you see that thing? I saw this clip. I You watched The View. Do you still watch The View? You watch no, it don't. all the time. No, I don't. I'll be honest with you. I try to get away from a lot of political stuff that I'll follow it yeah. on Twitter. And then I never comment. I'm not like Mike Costa, who's just vicious, who got kicked off again. He did, right? Because I tried to tag him on something the other day, and he wasn't there. Dude, he has I like could... nine followers again. Yeah, because he keeps losing. He's been kicked off like five times. I tried to tag him. Why does he stuff? just stop? What's he doing? What I gotta find the thing that I wrote on Twitter the other day, and he, I, people tell me all the time, "How are you friends with that asshole?" Uh, that's usually him. He says it. How are you friends with me? <laughs> um. Oh yeah, I said my memory of Barbara Walters is her fake look of concern as John Stossel went on and on about his sore ears. It was clear she'd rather be hanging out with the KFNB boys. Me, you. Uh, Wolves Radio, and I tried to tag Costa in this, and he was shut down. Yeah. At Toot Shore's place, which was a great old bar in New York City. Sorry it didn't happen. Rest easy, kid. That was my beautiful tribute to Barbara Walters. That's nice. Look at you. Look at that. Dave, I'm telling you. She has to be. She always said she regretted not uh, not banging Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood? Yep. Come on. That's her on the set of 2020. Oh, I'd be like, somebody, bring your neighbor over here. Any of them to fill in. I'm going over. I loved her, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I would, I mean, would Barbara have gone to see Keith Sweat? I think she would have gone. Dude, she no, that would have been amazing. If you would have taken Barbara Walters to see Keith Sweat, it would have been amazing. Given the opportunity, in a second, she would have fit in fine. I yeah. tell you what, she's another one. Underrated. And she would have, I said, Barbara, you look amazing. She would have been the first one of the night before I even had to go to the Banaka. <laughs> and you know what? She wouldn't have even, you know how cool she was, Dave? I mean this sincerely. I could have complimented everybody else. She wouldn't have cared because she knew at the end of the night, boy wonders going home with her. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. There's this go movie ahead. coming out called uh, 80 and Brady. I think it's called. Have you seen this oh, the commercial? God. Yeah, Rita Moreno. Okay. I love Rita Moreno. Okay, so I'm going to throw the four girls out there. You tell me you throw them one or not. Okay, throw sure. One. Go. Rita Moreno. We'll yes, start there. 100%. Sally Field. Yes. And again, this are, here's the quota, or here's the, the line. Would I postpone dinner with Katie Temple Yeah. Exactly. if these two called and said, hey, we got a room at the Manchester Grand Hyde? So far, we're two for two. Okay. Sorry, Katie, go. Jane Fonda. 100%. Three for three. Lily Tomlin. Ah, uh, we were three out of four. But that still gets me in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Yes. I'm saying today. Yeah. I'm not you, saying, I mean. You don't dude, need to say 1967. You're when saying today. Rita Moreno's in uh, West Side Story. Yeah. Holy cannoli. Wow. Look out. Look. 
want to mention Dan Williams as well. Wish him a happy new year as well for Dan Williams. Dan Williams already on the bike. You yeah. saw him today. He's already out there working out and exercising. I like when Gavin said, you know what, Dan, I'm sick of you. I hope the bell on your bike breaks. <laughs> I thought that was mean. Was, of course it was. We've seen the group of people we hang out with. Fuck. <laughs> BK insane. Telling me how great the Big Ten is and then they both lose. Fucking idiot. <laughs> what a dope. Anyway, Dan Williams is your guy. Look, if you need help with your finances right now and you want to get things in order, let's start right here at the beginning of the new year. What are you waiting for? Call Dan Williams, 858-688-6813. Let's get out of debt, 858-688-6813. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned it. One of those things, if you go on the Target app and you buy the PlayStation 5 for your kids, it's not cheap. And then you got to buy a second controller. And then they don't give you a charging cable for the second controller. Although if you have an Android, you can use the same charger that you use to charge your Samsung phone. It'll charge the controller. But one of the reasons why I was able to do that over the weekend and make for a fun couple of days is because I'm a big believer in Dan's theory of borrow smart, repay smart. When you have your bills paid and you get out ahead and you uh, borrow smart, You keep money in the bank. Occasionally, you find yourself in a unique situation to do something fun for your kids, and you're able to do it. So with the new year upon us, no better time to establish good habits. You should be watching Dan's videos on YouTube, and then give him a call so he can help you either buy the... I mean, I think you don't want to call Dan and be like, Dan, I need to get my finances squared away so I can buy God of War for PS5. He's going to... You know what you're going to hear next? Click. (laughs) but if you are if you're trying to buy a car trying to buy a house and just get your finances in line give dan a call 858-688-6813 absolutely kyle fluke is your guy don't forget about brand new websites for fixing the website you have there's nobody better 619 kyle fluke's number 619-500-6621-619-500-6621 yeah uh websites right now e-commerce so much going on that i'll give you a perfect example you want to see what this is all about for a website that works, Dave? We've talked about it. I think everybody impacted by DeMar Hamlin. What a yeah. scary, scary night it continues to be as we wait for an update. But No somebody, update tonight, they said on ESPN. Okay. But one of the things that was really, really cool was what DeMar Hamlin did on Twitter. And he posted a GoFundMe. And he wrote, as I embark on my journey to the NFL, I will never forget where I came from. And I'm committed to using my platform to positively impact the community that raised me. I created the Chasing M's Foundation as a vehicle that will allow me to deliver that impact. And the first program is the 2020 Community Toy Drive. So this has been up for a while. He said, this campaign gives you the opportunity to contribute to our first initiative and positively impact children who have been hardest hit by the pandemic. 100% of the funds raised will go towards the purchase of toys for kids in need. Time to act is now. We'll be distributing toys. It goes on and on. So this was just kind of a cool little thing. He set a goal, Dave, to raise $2,500. Somebody benefit or somebody benefit. Somebody smarter than us put the link out. As of right now, just before 9 p.m. in San Diego on the Monday night. Again, DeMar Hamlin set a goal of raising $2,500. As we sit here, more than $1 million has come in in just a couple of hours. $1,106,120 wow. raised. Uh, just an unbelievable cool thing. And it goes up. Now it's at uh, $1,152,000. If you follow... 
me on Twitter. I'm going to retweet that and just, you know, no comment needed from me. It's just retweeted out. But one incredible young man is we hear more about him. And uh, but yeah, it's it's the power of the web. Yeah. Doing those kind of things. And, and tonight we'll, we'll talk about your sites at a different time. But for tonight, I'd like to promote and I know you feel the same way, Dave. Uh, DeMar Hamlin's uh, GoFundMe for what he's doing to raise money for kids. Fantastic. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We have a couple different dates. We're going to go two from January 3rd, two from January 4th. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Uh, This is interesting. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 73. 67. God! I didn't think he was 70. And then I was like, ah, it's going to come... Okay, that makes more sense. 67. 100 million. Dude, it's really high. Go higher. Really? Eight hundred million. No, not that high. All right. I'll go uh four hundred million. <laughs> four hundred and twenty five million dollars. Wow. For Mel Gibson. Okay. Eli Manning. Okay. Former I, Charger. Yeah, it's the rumor. Um <laughs> Dude, he he has become a media star, right? Yes. He, he is he really has. funny, that guy. There's I, I mean, we got lucky with Rivers yeah. here. Rivers was unbelievable. Um so I'll always be thankful that we got to know Rivers, but we just always thought that kid was such a dope. He's pretty funny. Um, say forty-three, forty-two. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say say one hundred and ten million. One hundred and fifty. Wow, one hundred and fifty. Okay. January fourth, uh, former USD star Chris Bryant, now with the Rockies. Dude, Jack Shit Lester. Yeah. Say Chris Bryant is 33. 31. Uh, 200 million. Exactly right. Okay. Derrick Henry, Tennessee Titans, last one. Dude, I like Derrick Henry. 27? 29. Uh, 70 million. Exactly right. Hey! Look at you. Closed out big. Look at you. Exactly right. All right, here we go. Five random questions. Jeff has heard these before because they didn't show up on the last show, but you're going to answer them for the people in this audience right now. Okay. What is your favorite kind of pie? Ah, this is good. I remember these. <laughs> Half the time, I don't remember my answers, but uh, my it, son Cade. It'd be funny if you changed your answers. Yeah, yeah. My son Cade worked with his mom to make an apple pie for Thanksgiving, and okay. it was great. Good. So I'm going to say uh, Cade's apple pie with, with a little you. help from Vita. I'm with uh, I'm with the 100 apple pie. Do you ever think you were born in the wrong era? Were you born in the right time or, or wrong time? Yeah, that's funny. I, I I was saying, and I love the people that sent you, and you, and I think they sent it to both of us. Last couple of days have been kind of busy. But I love the guys who sent us the Instagram of the Evil Knievel yeah. stunt cycle. Like, look, it's really, really fun to be able to plug in the PS5 and play Madden with my boys and do those kind of things. But David, it's, it's old school. Nobody goes bumper yeah. skiing anymore. True. Right. Nobody yeah. has evil can evil. Uh, what we were saying last week, a nerf ball and just going out Stretch with your buddies. Armstrong. Yeah. Right. All that stuff. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I can't, you know, my grandparents being born in the thirties, right? Well, I'm telling you, you didn't hear Guy Lombardo. No, you're goddamn right. I didn't. New Year's Eve. Right, all that shit, and then, uh, and then, uh, 
like my parents, like a, a friend of mine was talking about uh, movies, weird movies. Remember that movie Cabaret? That movie freaked me out. I never what? saw it. Such a creepy movie. I was really? just a kid. Joel Gray, yeah. that little twerp. Liza. Yeah. And that movie, and like all that stuff. Yeah. Freaked me out. Like, I, dude, I can't imagine. Like, shows we get to watch right now, and we watch them. And if, if we were our age in the 70s, right, watching All in the Family, right? Yeah. It, nothing about that show seems fun to me. There's nothing about that. Oh, they can't even show the reruns in all of the family. No. Um, like my, my son and I are going to watch uh, America's Got Talent All-Stars starts tonight. Is we that tonight? It. Yeah, it starts tonight. But we like some show on Fox coming up that Mike Piazza's part of on Wednesday night. Yeah. Where a bunch of those guys um, are like Dwight Howard's in it and... The, like the special forces guys have them doing all kinds of training survivor. We okay. love all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I think we're fine right where we are. I mean, I feel like we got kind of the best of both worlds. See, I think I wish I would have been born like when Josh was and meaning that I had access to the internet when I was younger, we, we didn't have I didn't no, the internet the worst. I didn't, <laughs> I, didn't have right? I mean, living without I mean, it is dude, my point. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, think about if you were in high school, you had access to the internet to write papers. I wouldn't have been using it to write papers. I guarantee you that. I, you wouldn't need the Sears catalog either looking at breastfeeding bras. You know? That's a, somebody said, it was probably you. It was me. What the hell were you looking at? <laughs> I was not that. What, what were you using for material? Uh, good question. I don't know. A very good question. Since my son listens, I'll move oh, okay. on. Okay. Yeah, let's move on. Damn it. He was ruining one. the show. You ruined it. Who <laughs> the creepy comment you just made. Who in your life do you always make make time for? Yeah, I like that. Uh I like that. I, I just think, Dave, you, you gotta make time for the people that that matter. We have some that probably look, I, I got some people that just send me nonstop reels. I don't need reels. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. My life's moving along just fine. Hey, did you see this? craziness watch his golden retriever and he goes over and gives a bat to a parakeet <laughs> probably fine Who but do that shit it's fucking people that i gave too much access to Dude, i love the reels i love i love tiktok i love the reels but not that that's not what i'm watching yeah i, I saw know. one yesterday that made me laugh before i went to sleep tell me which, if you think it's funny which was what it was a guy driving down the highway with his wife in the car and she's just uh -huh. smiling and she's looking at her phone in the best mood yeah. And he goes, my wife sent me a text today saying, you're the most important person in my life. And I wrote back, no, you're the most important person in my life. And he goes, I think she doesn't understand that all I was doing is correcting her English. She, she, spelled, oh, no. she spelled your Y-O-U-R and it's really Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. And I'm just not going to say a word because she's in the best mood I've ever seen her. <laughs> Dude, I will say. The reels that I can't get enough of yeah. are the two guys sitting on the dock telling dad jokes. Yeah. Dude, those goddamn guys. I laugh all day. My sons hate them. The one guy said my buddy just quit his job at the erectile dysfunction clinic. His buddy's like, oh, yeah? Yeah, he could never get a race. I laughed at <laughs> There you go. I laughed at that, but uh, nobody else did. All right. Have you ever spied on someone? 
God, that no. Neither have I. Neither have I. We, you and I know people have. We worked with people who have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's shocking. Uh, I'm gonna be still employed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. God, that's that's creepy. Crazy, right, dude? That's you creepy. Check yourself if you're spying on people. Yeah. All right. Last one. Have you ever bullied someone? Thankfully, no. But my son Kate and I. This is terrible. My son Kate and I have this game going right now between the two of us. And he does it to me and I do it to him where we bully each other. And we find it hysterical. But I'm like, hey, shut your mouth. And he grabs you by the shirt. What'd you just say? <laughs> I didn't say anything. You sure about that? <laughs> and then uh, I do it back to him. He'd be like, watch your mouth. What? And I armbar him. What? Nothing, nothing, nothing. And we find it hysterical. So I, I apparently... I bully Cade, but he bullies me back, and I don't know why, but it's just our ongoing game. And we do it in the parking lot, like walking in today to get lunch. Do people see you doing this? I think so. Oh, fuck. You're going to get arrested. Well, I'm dying laughing. So, I mean, he's doing it. He's doing it to me. So, yeah, probably somebody will smack him around a little bit, which he could definitely use. Um, hey, one quick thing before we cut out of here, because you fucked up the show the other night. Oh, no. Christ, shut off. I told you. We really? Charger well, when game you, to when you turn the power off, that usually does. That's not what happened. So we were talking about Tua. Yeah. And we were talking about concussions and everything else. And I was just saying, not, not to go all the way down the line, but I was saying that there's enough from what we've seen when I worked as a judge in USA Boxing, we didn't really have as many knockouts. But where I really saw them is when I worked as an amateur official for CAMO. And CAMO is the amateur mixed martial arts organization that runs shows. They When, um, when Epic Fights runs at the four-point on Arrow Drive, those are CAMO. Those are amateur fights. And my job that night, Dave, was to cover either the red corner or the blue corner. And what that yeah. meant was... I was with everybody, or I was with you the entire night. When the fighters came in, we would have other officials wrap the hands. Not like you have with pro fights where Floyd Mayweather or Manny Pacquiao would have somebody that would wrap the hands. We would have somebody that would be doing it. They wrap hands, and then I'm looking at So what I'm checking is I'm going left, uh, or I'm going pinky, uh, ring finger, middle finger, index. I'm flipping you. I'm checking the rest. I'm checking the palm. We're just making sure. The gloves aren't loaded? Yeah. And you're checking everything. And then it's usually what I would do is on the palm, I would put an X on the inside of the palm. And then along the wrist, I'm going to initial JD. And then across your hand, I'm going to initial JD. Because when the fights end, the gloves come off. And I want to make sure that I can see not so much the X, but I want to see the JD on the wrist and I want to see the JD across the hand. But the other thing that my responsibility was, then I had the fighters after the fight. And when you're fighting in MMA, doesn't matter if you're fighting pro or you're fighting amateur, those are very small gloves. They're about a four ounce gloves. And the one thing that probably a lot of people wouldn't figure is a lot of these guys have big hands and their normal glove would be an XL, but they're going to fight in a large because they want the amount of space between the glove and the padding to be as small as possible to give the biggest impact. So we would watch that. Then we're taping it. And again, it's an X and it's a JD on the blue tape or the red tape, depending on what corner you have. 
But now the fight occurs, and if my guy gets choked out, he gets TKO'd where maybe he's on the ground, it's a little ground and pound, he's not defending himself, or if he gets dropped and it's waved off, I now walk with you back to the physician. I'm there just kind of guide you. I'm not a medical professional, but you want somebody from camo there to get you yeah. to the doctor, assuming, thankfully, especially after what we watched tonight, thankfully for every fight I've had, we never had somebody that was carted out. But again, this is in reference to the Tua situation that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, and we lost it. When you go back, you now meet with the, the ringside physician. There's usually two of them. Yes. If you're choked out, and again, it's probably been 10 years, but if you're choked out, it's usually 30 to 45 days. Um, you know, rear naked choke, you tap. It's probably 30 days. They just want you to be cool. Uh, if you get TKO'd where it's a ground and pound, it's probably, you know, 30 to 45 days, depending on what I saw. It was always the doctor was going to make the ultimate call, but he would say, official, what'd you see? Did you see anything that I should be aware of? You would share anything. Hey, he looked like he took a couple of pretty good shots to the side of the head. He took a couple of shots to the jaw. He wasn't really clear-eyed. All right, cool, that's 60 days. And then if a guy got hit at the level, in my opinion that we saw the leg reaction that we saw from Tua in those hits where he is not gone, it's 90 days, 90 fucking days. And they're not even asking me. The doctor has seen it, and that's 90 days without contact. Yes. I don't know what happened. You know, you, you could shoot your mouth off and go like, well, I'm just telling you from what I saw. When we would have fighters that would get hit and impacted to the point where their legs kind of looked like they were a little bit on ice. It was 60 to 90 days immediately. And so for anybody to come back and be in a contact sport before that, I just found it incredibly scary. So I'm sorry for anybody who missed it, but that was pretty much the summary of what we had talked about. We yeah. didn't get the chance to say it. It was just, it was combat. I get it. It's a little bit of apples and oranges, but again, you're talking about athletes. These are amateur. Those are professional. There's a lot of different things that could come into the equation. I'm just telling the end of the day, when I signed that form that was sent to the California State Athletic Commission, the doctors signed it, the athletes signed it, usually 60 to 90 days, minimum, yeah. minimum. Did you, catch, uh, did you catch the highlights at all of um, the Colts Giants yesterday? Uh, no, I was in the okay. all day. So there was, a, there was a play yesterday where Thibodeau with the Giants uh, sacks Nick Foles, okay? Oh, yeah. And Foles goes into convulsions, okay, on the field. Scary as hell. Yeah. Thibodeau's right next to him. He even touches him, like, twice, you know, and he's doing snow angels. And the kid's just bouncing around. He's extremely, uh, kind of like what we saw tonight, where you knew something bad had happened. And it was, no, it was completely the opposite of what you saw today in the, right. in the Monday Night Football game. And then he goes to the sideline, and he goes to the Giants crowd and shows everyone how he put him to sleep. It was pretty disgusting. The whole thing was disgusting. Uh, and he'd sit and go, what the fuck? I mean, it was yeah. just the opposite as far as two teams caring for a guy that's basically part of the same fraternity and just going, you know, fuck that guy. That's Nick Foles. It's just all about Thibodeau. And you just shake your head and go, dude, what the fuck? It's, it was embarrassing. Uh, we'll, we'll leave you with this again. Try to leave you on a high note. The DeMar Hamlin's toy drive, the GoFundMe, again, that he started in 2020, uh, started with a goal of twenty five hundred dollars. 
Dave, as we're sitting here tonight, it is just short of 1.5 million. Yeah, ESPN's running it all night long. They're showing it. Good. And and it's doing that, but but I mean, oh my gosh, man. For DeMar Hamlin and most importantly for that young man, Dave, I hope when we, we come back here on Wednesday night, we're talking about positive news. Uh, just keep that young man your thoughts. Keep his family and, and everybody involved in your prayers. Just an incredibly tragic night. We hope we brought you a couple of laughs to uh, break up what's been an incredibly difficult day in sports. Most importantly, wishing everybody a very safe and happy 2023. Hopefully, uh, brighter days ahead for, for uh, DeMar Hamlin and everybody that loves him. All right, we'll see you on Wednesday, everybody.